Hello, everyone. Glad you could join us on the Real People, Real God podcast. We'll spend the next little while getting to know God a little bit better by getting into the Bible and hearing what He has to say to us and through us. Welcome. Sojourner Truth was an American abolitionist and a women's rights activist. Truth was born into slavery uh, in New York, but escaped with her infant daughter to freedom in 1826. After going to court to recover her son in 1828, she became the first black woman to win such a case against a white man. We want to, we welcome you uh, th- this evening to our podcast, and uh, this is the Real People, Real God podcast, and we're going to be talking uh, today uh, about some things similar to what Sojourner Truth had went through and what she stood for, and uh, we're in uh, Colossians. And it's myself and Pastor Chris Shepherdson with me, and we're going to be going through uh, Colossians chapter three and continuing. This is part eleven of our podcast and uh, of our uh, Bible study in Colossians. And uh, so, if you want to turn there, and we'll get started on this. And we are chapter three and starting in verse eighteen. So we'll give you a second to turn there, and then we'll get uh, Pastor Chris to read 18 through 25, and then we'll go back and talk about it. All right, we're going to read from the New King James Version, verse 18. Wives, submit to your own husbands, as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives, and do not be bitter towards them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. And fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you'll receive the reward of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ, but he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. So this is a portion of scripture that uh, has... um certainly created a lot of um, thoughts and ideas and um, when it comes to husbands and wives Mm -hmm. and um, so this is a big topic so we're going to actually spend a little bit of time in this episode kind of going over this Um, uh, there's several different views out there for uh, how a wife and a husband are uh, what roles they are to play in their relationships and um uh, I know one of those roles uh, is the wife. When it says wives submit to your own husbands, uh, it's more like a um, the husband has this picture of uh, kind of just dominating the relationship, yeah. and his wife is supposed to serve him hand and foot or whatever, um, but more or less be a servant to him. Um, and uh, you know, I've I've seen that um, that idea. Uh, in in certain relationships over the years, and uh, especially traditionally, you know, yeah. that's kind of uh, in Appalachia and in, in the hills or what in the mountains. Um, that's kind of was the thought. Um, have you experienced anybody or you know people with that same mentality? Yeah, um, actually, having been in an abusive relationship, um, this has been a very hot topic for many women because I've been involved you know, in a lot of group sessions and things with other women that have been through it as well. And, you know, and I found that, and of course was years ago, but I found even in the church, there is this idea that the man rules and that's the way it is. And wives mm-hmm. just shut up and deal with it. Yeah. And I've, and I, 
a lot of women struggle with that because of that mindset. And if we look back in history, that's generally been the mindset. You know, the Mm -hmm. man was the ruler and women didn't even have the right to do anything. They couldn't even hold it. They couldn't hold a job. They could. So the society was that way. Mm -hmm. And so I think we've kind of picked up things from society and taken this scripture maybe out of context. And, And not only that, but the context that it was written, we're talking about a time where, uh, in many of those cultures uh, in the Middle East, that's how they survived. That's how they lived. You yeah. know, they each had their separate role, but the man was kind of a, a domineering uh, figure in the relationship. But this is not what the scripture says. So wives, we want to free you a little yes. bit, <laughs> uh, a little bit during this podcast. Yes. We want you to uh, just to know that um, you are uh, not to be dominated over. And we're going to clarify that a yes. little bit because really um, we've seen a lot happen over the years in our country uh, and in our world, but, you know, through the 40s, the 50s and the 60s. And, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, women looking for uh, equality with men uh, as far as their rights go. Um, I mean, there are some things that are never going to happen. A a man is never going to give birth to a child. We hope Um, not. (laughs) At least we hope not. Um, But there are certain things, certain laws of nature that God has put into place that I don't care. You're just not going to legislate that away. It is what it is. Um, However, uh, God has never in his word commanded anybody to treat anybody disrespectfully, whether Mm -hmm. it be a wife, a husband, a slave or whatever. Um, he, that's not who he is and that's not what he says. Um, but I want to continue reading something. Uh, I opened with, uh, Sojourner Truths, um, a little, just a brief, uh, uh, biography of, uh, background of her. And, um, she lived from 1797 to 1883. But one of the great things that she's known for is, uh, she delivered an, an, an address, uh, to a group of people at the women's right convention, um, in Akron, Ohio, uh, in 1851. And, uh, she wrote this, uh, this little, um, uh, this little thing she delivered is called ain't I a woman. And I just want to read it to you because, uh, it's really, really powerful. And, um, you know, when we when we talk about equality, um, we're not saying that a woman's supposed to be a man, a man's supposed to be a woman, or, or you know anything of that nature. We're not talking about that. We're talking about how people are treated, um, mm-hmm. and that's really what this amounts to. Um, but let me read this. This is what this is what she wrote. Um, well, children, well, there is so much racket. There must be something out of kilter. I think that twixt the Negroes of the South and the women at the North, all talking about rights, the white men will be in a fix pretty soon. But what's all this here talking about? That man over there says that women need to be helped into carriages and lifted over ditches and to have the best place everywhere. Nobody ever helps me into carriages or over mud puddles or gives me any best place. And ain't I a woman? Look at me. Look at my arm. I have plowed and planted and gathered into barns, and no man could heed me. And ain't I a woman? I could work as much and eat as much as a man when I could get it, and bear the lash as well. And ain't I a woman? I have borne thirteen children and seen most old, most all of them sold off to slavery. And when I cried out with my mother's grief, none but Jesus heard me. And ain't I a woman? Then they talk about this thing in the head. What's this they call it? Intellect. That's it, honey. 
What's that got to do with women's rights or Negroes' rights? If my cup won't hold but a pint and yours holds a quart, wouldn't you be mean not to let me have my little half measure full? Then that little man in the in black there, he says women can't have as much rights as men because Christ wasn't a woman. Where did your Christ come from? Where did your Christ come from? From God and a woman. Man had nothing to do with him. If the first woman God ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all alone, these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again. And now they is asking to do it. The men better let them. Obliged to you for hearing me. And now old sojourner ain't, ain't got nothing more to say. So that's a pretty powerful, if you really listen to it and read it a couple times, really powerful. Now, she was facing two things, obviously. She was facing women's right and mm -hmm. um, the rights of blacks. But uh, we're kind of really talking about uh, mainly the women here. Um, but she made some good points. Yeah. You know, Jesus, man, didn't have anything to do with him. <laughs> <laughs> that was between God and, and a woman. Um, uh, but she has some good points there, and she's not asking to be a man. Yeah. She's asking just to be treated equally. And uh, so as we get into this, um, this Colossians, uh, in verse 18, wives submit to your own husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Um, you know, what is, where do you see that? What, how do you interpret that? I love the part that it says, as is fitting in the Lord. It says, wives submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. And um, the word that I think that most women struggle with is the word submit. That word has an oppressive connotation to it. And mm -hmm. I, think, I think that's just been culture. But, I mean, if you look up the word submit, it just means to yield or to resign or surrender to a power or will or authority of another. God set up this, this hierarchy in the family for a reason, and it wasn't meant to be a hierarchy, hierarchy of oppression. And I think women get this idea, and probably some men do as well. But the part where it says, as is fitting in the Lord, to me that kind of gives that last little instruction, not what is fitting to man, not mm -hmm. man, men, but mankind, mm -hmm. but what is his take on it? And I think that right there kind of gives us an instruction to look further into not what our idea of submission looks like, but what is his idea of submission look like? And there's a lot in scripture that talks about submission. He talks about in Ephesians to submit one to another mm -hmm. out of love and, and giving up yourself for somebody else. And that's the idea of what submission is. It's not about, well, I have no rights anymore. It's more about, I love you. I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to yield to you instead of mm -hmm. being selfish and taking everything for myself. Yeah. And that's the connotation I take it from. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, of people that, that read this and think of the position of the wife um, is, is one of uh, almost slavery. Yeah. You know, um, and, and really it's not. Submission, uh, you know, surrendering and putting yourself under somebody else um, kind of like uh, the same word is used in Romans 13.1 is sub subject. In other words, subject yourself. Um, so, so wives kind of like subject themselves to their husband. And what that means is, is that um, they surrender to the guidance of the husband, right. um, the godly guidance of the husband. 
um, to to you know lead and direct as far as uh, you know God's word goes and and that kind of thing. It doesn't mean that the the wife is not supposed to you know read the word as well and 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 pray and have a relationship with God. Um, but you know God kind of sees the husband and the spiritual leadership side to be the one to be the head to be the leader, yeah. so that others can follow, not to dominate the others, but to give them something to follow kind of like jesus does the church yeah. you know we we follow him he paves the way he endures he um subjects himself to the to the elements so to speak so that others might have a path to follow right. that's the position of the man and the wife follows in that path that that path of leadership so that's completely different very much so then yeah than this being held captive in marriage and <laughs> that's kind of what it feels yeah. like um, and, uh, so this really, you know, God's not saying that wives need to be treated or women need to be treated any different than men as far as respect and that kind of thing. What he's saying is, is that, you know, there is a, um, a, a position, a, a natural order of things that he's created. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, Eve sinning and causing Adam to sin has a little bit to do with it because the scripture yep. talks about that too. Um, and we'll get into that in just a second, but um, but essentially, you know, he's saying, you know, the the man is supposed to plow the plow the way, make the path, you know, according to God's will, according to God's word, God's law. The woman and the family just come behind him as he's forging a path, protecting them, giving them something to go on, a leadership, giving them an example, and all these types of things. That's what the man does, and the woman takes that example. Um, and she applies it to her family as well. So uh, it's it's both the man and the woman work together in a relationship. You know, it's not just one leading and dominating. It's both of them working together in in the position that God gave. And they them. each bring something different to the table. They're mm-hmm. not, you know, and it, I'm, I'm reminded of you know you can only have one leader. If you have too many heads, you're going to be banging into each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm reminded of the word yield. You know, when you pull up to a sign and you're driving, and there's a yield sign. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, well, what are you supposed to do? Right. <laughs> How many people right. actually do it? But when you see a yield sign, all that means is the person that you're allowing to, to pass you or, or to go to the road first before you isn't better than you, but you're yielding you moving to allow them to go first. That's what submission is, is yielding my will when there's a, when there's a connect or decision that needs to be made or, you know, yielding to the husband. Mm -hmm. That's, it's, it's totally non-oppressive. Right. That's right. It's totally not. And, uh, I, I know a a woman and, um, that, um, I, I just really love and respect her idea of her role in a marriage. And, uh, she has told me, uh, uh, once or twice, uh, I think she mentioned it in a Bible study one time. But anyway, she um, she said, "I w- I want to marry to serve my husband, you know, to serve him, um, to to give him the ability to do what God has called him to do, and for him to you know lead the family." And and she was really really determined and 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 dedicated, committed to that. And um, I haven't heard too many women, you know, <laughs> say that, especially any that I've counseled in, you know, pre-marriage counseling. And I've never heard one say, well, 
you know, I, I just, I just want to be there for him. I just want to serve him. And, you know, I, I don't hear that, but when I say serve, I'm not saying like with a uh, hand and foot, you know, with a tray of food all the time, I'm talking about serving, honoring, respecting, and allowing him to lead and have his position mm-hmm. at the same time, um, doing what, what she's called to do as well. So this has nothing to do with, with treating somebody wrong. This has everything to do with both, um, you know, treating them the same. So when God looks at the husband and, and looks at the wife, you know, the Bible tells us he, he kind of sees them as one, mm-hmm. uh, as one whole unit together because each one has a position and each one is, is functioning in that position. And um, so he respects them the same. It's He doesn't look down on one and neither should we. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, that's kind of God's view on it. Uh, submission does not mean inferiority. Um, Jesus is the same status as the Father, but he submits himself to him. Um, you know, the Trinity, they're one, the one God. It's not three gods, it's one. But yet, uh, Jesus submits himself as, as, as a man. He submitted himself to his heavenly Father. So this is kind of an example. Now the church submits, him, submits itself to Jesus. Um, and what's that mean for us? you know, that he leads and we follow him, you know, and he leads us into good places. And Um, he gives us an example of Christ and the church and how Christ gave himself for the church and how the church submits to him and loves mm -hmm. him and follows his voice and follows his leading. And it's, it's, you have to have both. Yeah. It's not just the woman submitting and the husband getting to do what he wants. And it's not just the man doing what he's supposed to, but the wife is rebelling and doing whatever she wants. It's a combination of the two together, which gives us such the perfect picture of what our relationship with Christ should look like. Mm -hmm. It's like a shadow or an, an enlightenment of, hey, that's what our relationship with God can be. So women, you're not supposed to be a doormat in no. your marriage. That's not biblical. You're no. not a doormat. Um, you are a, a very integral part of the relationship, uh, integral part of the family. And God has a purpose for you that's just as important and significant as the role of the man. And uh, you just do it together. You just work together. Um, the woman submits to the man by respecting his leadership as he attempts to keep the family in the will of God. And you both launch out on that mission together. We're going to pause for a short break, a short ministry message, and we'll be right back. Have you ever needed help from mom? Well, mom, short for mercy to others ministry, is a ministry that provides food, necessary resources, and spiritual guidance throughout the eastern panhandle of West Virginia. Mom provides food and resources to over 100 families a month. You can find out more information by doing a search for Mercy to Others Ministry on Facebook or by calling 304-433-1370. Mom, taking church to the community. So we're continuing to talk about this um, this equality uh, with women and men, and uh, specifically the relationship, the marriage, and um, we've been talking about uh, wives submitting to your own husbands is fitting to the Lord. And Pastor Chris made a good point to really, um, really underline, underscore that as is fitting in the Lord. Um, and uh, God has never told us to treat anybody 
uh, bad in any way. He does not condone that in any way. So when it says as is fitting to the Lord, we can look at that and say, God wants us to love him first and to love one another. And that includes our spouses. That is fitting to the Lord. We treat them with honor and dignity and respect. Um, So as I said, women, you're not doormats. You are an integral part of this relationship. Um, Now there is part of this, the reason why God has put the man in leadership. There's a couple reasons uh, that he talks about biblically. And when I say leadership, we're talking about, you know, kind of spiritual guidance and leadership. Um, Man was formed by God first, um, and then the woman was made from the man. So the woman was actually part of the man. And um, and, and in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, and you can read that at some some time, uh, the woman was the one that was deceived, and then she caused the man to deceive which to be deceived, which the man's guilty too. That's not letting him off easy. Um, but so there's this, there's this first for the man and, uh, that's the order, uh, that God created. And that's also the order that man fell. So quite interesting. Um, so as far as the spiritual leadership, that's kind of where that comes from, uh, that man is to plow the way, but, but God is first in all this. So, so men, you don't get off easy. You have a huge role in this um, as you plow ahead and pave the way for your wife and your family. You have to do this as is fitting to the Lord, which also mm-hmm. means you need to be obedient. You need to be in the word. You need to have this relationship with God and do your best to make sure your family stays in the will of God. <clears throat> So uh, let's move on then. Um, Verse 19, husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter towards them. I mean, that's pretty uh, self-explanatory there. Um, But husbands, you need to love your wives. Uh, Sometimes, you know, and I I did want to make mention of this, in some cultures, even our own here in America and some regions, uh, traditionally, you know, the woman has been the servant in the family. And, and let me say, there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's done, you know, um, with love and the man, um, uh, understands his position and the wife's position. So he's not abusing that, that situation because I know, uh, in my family, the older folks in my family, that's how they live. Mm-hmm. The woman served the man all of the days of their marriage, hand and foot. And the man went out and worked and that's in many cultures and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as that's what that wife wants to do, that's mm-hmm. her giving. And, and that man is still taking in the role of, of being the spiritual leader in their home. So I just wanted to make mention of that. We're not saying that you shouldn't do that. We're just saying that the position that God has given is a position of equality as far as how he treats, uh, how he treats us, how he sees us and how we should treat one another. Yeah. Well, the ESV version of that says this, husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. You know, the New King James says bitter, but do not be harsh with them. And I'm going to read one more version. It's the message, which we know is not an actual translation. It's more of a um, paraphrase, but I like the way they word it. It says, husbands, go all out in love for your wives and don't take advantage of them. You know, when you have somebody, when you're in a leadership position, it could really be easy to take advantage of those you're 
leading mm-hmm. or be harsh with those that you're leading and stuff. So, I mean, God put that in there. Do not be bitter towards them or do not be harsh towards them. And, and I think, you know, like I said earlier, this is a full picture, the husband and wife working together. This isn't, you know, well, I'm going to get my part out of this and I'm going to get my part out of this. I think it's meant to work together. And then, of course, there's lots of problems that we see with that. For instance, what do wives do when the husband isn't doing that? Or we could say the other way around. What do husbands do if they're serving the Lord, but the wife is not? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, where's the line for the wife or for the husband? Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, to, to kind of make a, uh, a note to that point, um, the roles that God has given us, the natural roles that he has given us, um, have not, do not, and will not change. They are what they are. Right. And um, there are times when, uh, you know, one individual might have to be the parent or the leader in the family because the other is absent for one mm-hmm. of many reasons. Um, when a wife is not under the covering of a husband, she is under the covering of Jesus in the church, um, so long as she's she believes in the Lord. Um and the man is always under the covering of Jesus. So when we look at this submission thing, wives submit to your own husbands and husbands love your wives. Jesus is the example, Jesus in the church. Yep. That's the example example that scripture gives us. Um, and so, you know, as, as Jesus is the head of the church, um, you know, so is the man head of the house. So just think of that in, in how Jesus related to his followers and relates to us um, is, is the example of how men should be relating to their wives and the wives relating to the men. Um, so he's given us a perfect template to follow, a perfect example to follow. Um, and I think it you know, would definitely be good for, for a lot of men and women to really just read through the Gospels with, through that lens uh, as far as how Jesus related and how he treated the church, the people, and how they responded yep. to him back. Because you, we're going to see in that, you're going to see a couple responses, which actually parallel with the way people see marriages today. You're going to mm-hmm. see those that doubted. You know, you're going to see those that didn't like him, that treated him wrong, that treated him bad, didn't believe him. But you're also going to see those that did follow him, yep. you know. And so you're going to get a taste of of, of uh, exactly how people in relationships now sometimes they see themselves and they see their roles. So um, one more statement and then uh, um, we're going to finish up with this episode and we're going to uh, um, continue on with the next episode because we didn't get very far, but that's totally okay. Success of the wife submitting to the husband is directly proportional to the husband submitting to God. This defines the balance in the relationship. So this is a good thing to note. And I'll say it again. Success of the wife submitting to the husband is directly proportional to the husband submitting to God. This defines the balance in the relationship. So if the man is not submitting, then he can't expect the wife to to have a lead to follow. Same way, if the wife is not submitting to the husband in this way, um, then there's going to be, you know, uh, there's going to be a hard road to travel in the relationship. It really is. So there is a balance here and this is a God ordained balance. 
Um, it's not that one is more important than the other. It's not that one is the doormat for the other. This is a team of people working together with God in the center, yeah. just like that whole triangle thing that yeah. they talk about. So, um, okay, well, that's all for this episode. And uh, I hope it was enlightening and I hope you learned something from it. And uh, we will certainly continue with uh, uh, Colossians part 12. So stay tuned for that. That should be coming to you in about two weeks. Um, and if you, if you can, uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite uh, app, uh, whatever that might be. Um, it is on uh, all the major apps, CastBox. It is on uh, iTunes, um, uh, podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeart. So many different uh, uh, resources there for podcasts. So it's the Real People, Real God podcast. So please subscribe to it. That way, when a new episode is released, you'll get it right away. It'll download to your phone and you won't have to go search for it. So I hope you like this. If you need to contact us, you can contact us at info at valleyviewchapel.net. And um, we will certainly respond to you. Let us know what you think. And um, we're so happy that you joined us. So um, please uh, stay tuned in two weeks for for, uh, Colossians Part 12. Thank you for joining us. We're so glad you could join us for this episode of the Real People, Real God podcast. You can support this podcast by visiting www.valleyviewchapel.net and click on the donate button. Music was by Kevin McLeod, and my name is Tim Howard. Until next time, may the Spirit of God continue to teach you His ways.